it can sometimes be challenging to understand the reality of life. But that's what Gem Talk, global empowerment media, will give you, along with the boost of thoughts you've been looking for. Each Monday, join Erica Capri, a publisher, author, and a longtime entrepreneur, will discuss these topics on the triple R's, religion, relationship, and reality. If you are a passionate person who just wants to hear some great career, lifestyle, love, belief, and other advice, this is the podcast for you. Now here is Erica. Welcome, welcome to Gym Talk. We back at it again. It is a new month and new day. Global Empowerment Media, your host here, Erica Capri. Thank you guys for joining us this week on Wise Parenting. So we do have a Gym Spotlight guest, author Lisa Washington, that will be coming on later to share her journey about her publication of her book. So make sure you guys stay tuned in to listen. And don't you forget to subscribe to our show on Spotify, Breaker FM, TuneIn Internet Radio, Apple Podcasts, and we're now on, guess what, iHeartRadio, yes! So you'll never ever miss an episode. So we're climbing those mountains, you guys, we're getting on these different platforms. So... And if you're a business owner, uh, you'd like to do an advertising with us, you can do so by visiting our website at gemlightpublishing.com for more details. And I just want to remind you guys, don't forget, I still have my Overcoming Project going on. Well, I'm still trying to donate at least 300 books to women that has been experiencing violation or been violated with um sexual or physical abuse so please listen to the commercial on break for more details on how you can help support my project all right well i hope you guys had a great weekend despite of the riot and all the things that's going on across america the protesting you know this is started a new month and um we just people we have to be wise on our decision you know one thing for sure um people of color you know if you don't break the law you won't give the law a chance to break the law so as simple as that you know the, the situation with george floyd of course he did not deserve to lose his life my condolence goes out to him to his family which was a tragic situation to watch or to for anybody to even sit to experience that you know that was just horrific and um it is one of those situations that his life was his death was meaningless and you know um because to due to the fact that he was harmless to the officers um because they had him cuffed anytime you cuffed someone up that means they harmless to you words don't mean anything he could have said anything words can't kill you so he was he was harmless to those officers and um they yet still they seen him as a threat and and the only way they seen him as a threat was because of the the color of the pigment of his skin there's no other way so many vicious crimes that come in against us and our race it is it's not about racism it's, it's all about intimidation, um, and it goes all the way back, you know, to generation to generations. Um, we are more wiser. We we created this country 
we built the white house every household item that we use and most of us create invented it you know so it's power within our race so other races will always be intimidated by it so it's our part to be smart and be more wiser and let God lead us versus us trying to lead ourselves and unite together all right so um I, I just I hope that you will be wise if you protest protest wise um do it peacefully everything should be done in a peaceful way and not with confusion my people okay all right so let's kick the show off with a great quote by oprah winfrey and it states be thankful for what you have you'll end up having more that's right (laughs) and if you concentrate on what you do not have you will never ever have enough that's so true, Oprah. <laughs> yes, I see. I agree, you know, because of the fact that, I mean, if you get your mind to being grateful that God has placed in your lives, whatever he has placed in your lives, he will start seeing your faithfulness and within those small things. And he will start blessing you with many, many more things. All right. So um, just be grateful for the little things that you have. Don't don't try to keep up with the Jonas. And you will start seeing yourself being more, more and more blessed in the end. Great quote. All right. So it is time for a question chat. But unfortunately, I didn't get any submissions um, this past week for questions. um, Whereas I answer questions from our listeners or audience. So I didn't even get any questions this week. Maybe everyone got tied up, but it's not a problem. But just in case you um, next week that you would like to uh, submit questions or want me to discuss here on the show, make sure you please visit our website on the podcast audience portal and I will get your questions answered here on the show. And and it's also if you have any testimonies, you can submit your testimonies there as well. All right. So let's start with the triple R's topics. Well, for the first religion news, where religions where we share inspirational stories. So it was a hairstylist. Her name is Alicia Navidia out of Denver. She actually was left in tears after a customer tipped her $2,500 before leaving her salon. I never had that much tips in my life because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a hairstylist. I think the most, the most tip I received was an extra hundred dollars um, when I was in the hair industry. So that's a big tip, twenty five hundred dollars. So after the customer left, um, after he got their hair cut and he walked out the barbershop, looked they looked back at Alicia and told her. He said, just so you know, it's not a a mistake. So she's confused by what the man meant before, you know, her co-workers actually rush over to her and inform her that the stranger actually left $2,500 in tip. So just imagine (laughs) you do somebody here and they, they walk out of there and they come back in and they say, you know, just so you know, it's not a mistake. That's one of those God divine angel sent type situations. That's how I see it. It's just amazing. So she was told that um, he left $2,500 tip. 
but that's not all guys. In addition to the large tip, the anonymous clients also left $500 to the receptionist and another $1,000 to the general manager and he left $1,800 for the rest of the employees, which a total of $5,800. What? Who does that, right? <laughs> so, of course, Alicia, her Saturday was super blessed. She was, she was just able to, she said she was going to go ahead and pay up June's rent in advance and because the money was, you know, was tight for her during this time of the two months that the pandemic was going on and she was away from work. And she said this, things are now looking up. Yes, it is, Alicia. It's just amazing. You know, just another great story, another testimony that God is always, always speaking and guiding others to help bless others. I'm telling you guys, God is still in the miracle work and business. It's so many different stories out there that people are happening, things happen. If you're in the right place at the right time, your blessings could come your way. It will. Yes, it will. All right. So you can read more about the story by visiting sunnyskies.com. All right. So now let's dig into the relationship topic. So the tip for the week on relationship is basically I want you to change your attitude tone. Change your tone, right? Just change the tone. You know, none like, you know, an argument or disagreement. No one's like that, you know. But most of disagreements come from the root of a bad attitude. It does. Um, If a woman, you know, she could look good, flawless, sexy, classy woman. Just just beautiful. Just totally beautiful on the outside. But on the inside, her attitude is just funky and she just, ugh, the attraction will fade away. That will make her ugly, right? And that is the same for men. You know, so in no relationship would meet its full attention or full potential if it's filled with negative attitudes. I mean every little thing it's a gesture or or this and that you know look at the attitude you gotta we gotta look at attitudes as though it's a flat tire you know with a flat tire it can't go anywhere right you just sit there until it until the air until it gets air or it get fixed so that's the same way with an attitude your relationship can go anywhere it will sit there and be stagnated until it get fixed to that attitude get fixed so get rid of those attitudes and the tone and bring joy and love in your life you know believe in believe in your partner that you with you know and don't have no doubt in them laugh as often right all these attitudes and negative negativity this stuff is old right now find joy life is too short it's just too short for anybody to be stressing for anybody to be in such a toxic or negative relationship life's too short if if you can't go with it like my last segment um if if you all either be all in or all out just simple as that or get out you know don't waste that person time in in um 
just make make things happen relationships are to be how someone to give you company and and communicate with and have and make your life more enjoyable so make sure that that's what you're getting out of it so change your tone all right so the the reality topic is um of course years has changed but life and history are repeating itself and we all know that that's just the reality each year our year is changing decades are changing but history is repeating itself you guys and we know that you know it's the same model same motive and it's the same method that are used towards history to name a few like um we still have military miscalculations um economic crashes which we can compare that to the great depression pandemics such as this COVID-19 we can compare that to Spanish flu um storms that's outbreaking engineering disasters massive shootings and most of all this racism that's going on so history is just repeating itself over and over and over so the reality is just like God where it said it's nothing new under the sun and history will and continue to repeat itself you know can we convert this pattern of history yes but it's all through how God direct us on our path and the oath that we're um, taking um, and not putting justice in our own hands and um, putting it in the hands of God basically people we have to be smart about our actions because every action that we do there is always a reaction to it it's always consequences to it so be careful of how um we react to many situations all right so that was the reality that um years changing but history is repeating itself all right so that's it for the triple r's coming up next is the guest of the week Washington out of St. Petersburg, Florida. She's an entrepreneur, a mother, and the writer behind her new release book, A Caregiver in the Last Hour. In this particular book, she will share her heartfelt stories on death and dying. So let's give it up for Lisa. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Awesome. Thank you for being a guest on our show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. All right, listeners, we have author Lisa Washington, which is our guest, Gem Spotlight guest. As you guys know, she is definitely um, a God-given gift that she has shared her writing um, with the world, and she's the writer behind... um, the new books that she have out, A Caregiver of the Last Hour. So she's here to share with us about her book. Now, Lisa, when I first hear the title of your book, the first thing I think about is caring for loved ones. (laughs) Of course, of course. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly right. Caring for loved ones, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. So tell us a little bit of the story behind that. 
Okay. So the story behind me writing the book is I started out I, as a caregiver myself. So I worked for hospice, Suncoast Hospice for 17 years, caring for patients and families. And of course, you know, under hospice, they're terminally ill. So um, after that, after my tenure doing that, that is what kind of propelled me and gave me the insight that I needed to share these stories with people so that they would better have a better understanding on the death and dying process based on the feedback that I would get back um, in the community when I was actually caring for patients. A lot of people didn't understand the process and didn't know. So, yes. Right. Okay. So in your book, is it individual stories or is it is your experience that you actually went through? So, yes, in my book, I share um, short stories. I have about eight chapters mm-hmm. sharing stories of uh, different patients that I cured from starting um, probably with as the ages of like a teenager up until um, the, I'd say, mid to late 90s, caring for different mm-hmm. patients. So those um, are stories that I share in my book. And I actually take you from the beginning to the end of each story with um, each patient so that you have a clear understanding of what it's like to care for someone who's dying. Wow, wow. And how did you feel, you know, during that time to actually be going through that, seeing someone in, you know, your book title, caring for someone in the last hour, how, what was your feeling during that time? Oh my, they, um, I had so many feelings in the beginning. I was a caregiver working for different agencies prior to hospice. And I got, I kind of got recruited through these other agencies as a um, caregiver to come and work for hospice. I had really no um, real knowledge of what hospice um, was all about. I knew a little bit. And so when I got over there and I started, you know, and realized that it was just going to be caring for people who were um, terminally ill, it was a bit of a challenge at first. Um, I would find Mm -hmm. myself at times crying at my patient's bedside, Mm -hmm. crying with family Mm -hmm. members, because, of course, you're there for them as well. And you're kind of, you know, you you become a, um, a educator, you become accountant, you become you wear so many hats, especially with the patients that I had that didn't have family members with them or their um, sons and daughters lived out of town. And so uh, I was pretty much the only face myself, a nurse, a social worker and uh, our um, counselors. We were the only people that they saw. So we became their families. So it, it was a challenging um, at first. And not to say that I got comfortable with it because no one ever gets comfortable with death, but um, I learned how to better cope with it. I'll say that. Right. So um, you, are you a mother? Yes, I am. I have two adult sons, (laughs) Dale Dale and Donovan. So how did you, you you know, like cope with going back home you know, so basically, you know, our, you know, title of and our topic of the week is basically wise parenting. So how did you cope with going from work to home? And, you know, it, it takes a lot. I know 
it takes a gifted person to actually do what you did. Kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and just to have that, you know, dealing with someone that actually on their deathbed and dealing with family that's actually going through the situation that they went through and then going home and you're, lo- and you're looking at your children and, 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 and looking at your family, how did you cope with like, this could be me in this situation. Well, I'll tell you, um, it, I, I, you know, I often say that doing that type of work for that many years, um, develops the person that you have before you now, which is, um, a humble person. And so when I would go home, mm-hmm. I would have to learn to kind of turn that off, um, to a certain right. extent, um, and it made me appreciate my family more is what it did. Right. And um, mm-hmm. when I say I had to turn it off to a certain extent, that was because a lot of times I was on call. So and then we had uh, back mm-hmm. then we had pagers. And so I would often get a text about patients that I cared for during the day that they later passed that evening or that night. So we would I would my const- my phone was on all the time. So I just kind of had to do a mental break of, you know, turning it off, you know, not turning the phone off, but turning that part of my life off for a second, um, taking care of my family, making sure the the boys, you know, did their homework, they were fed. Of course, um, I shared some of the stories with them and some of the patients uh, that I cared for. um, And I talked about that with them. We had um, real um, conversations about what it it was that mommy was doing. So they understood. Um, and then days when I came home and I was kind of down, um, they would often, they could tell and they would say something or do something to kind of make me, you know, to cheer me up or just give me a hug, mommy, it's going to be okay. Um, the same for my husband. Um, we've had many, many, um, late night talks and evening talks. Um, if Mm -hmm. I came home and, um, it was someone that I had gotten very attached to. Um, and that would happen when I would have a patient that I cared for, for months or even a year. I had right. uh, maybe three or four patients during my tenure that I cared for about two years, three years max. Mm-hmm. And so, um, wow. you know, I saw them daily. And uh, so, you you know, you just, um, you, I became their family. And so, that was challenging. It was, it was challenging, but I did it. I did it. And, um, I thank God for my family. Uh, they, they were very supportive. They understood what I did. Um, they respected what I did. Um, you know, so yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, um, so it's it just, you know, and to my understanding, your um, now your experience has allowed you to become a life coach and dealing with family and, um, parenting it does cause anxiety issues so with um, someone that may be dealing with that how some of your expertise can help them um, dealing with the loss you mean yes anxiety or yes. or just parenting okay so like Period. so as a um, my title is actually a grief coach so um I provide individuals and families with hope, with motivation, um, and I give them a sense of direction to take control of um, their lives, you know, like in the new role that they've inherited 
as a result of the life of the loss. And so um, in doing so with my grief coaching that comes with uh, coaching sessions, uh, a spouse or a partner or a child, um, the loss of a parent, um, what have you. And so through my coaching sessions, a lot of it is talking. A lot of it is connecting with that person and that person being ready to accept the death of their loved one or mm-hmm. friend. And so once they get to that stage, then I can move them forward. I can help bring them along. Um, and a lot of it is active listening. That is my top skill set. Right. Um, being present, of course, being in the moment for them and validating their feelings. Because there's nothing worse than um, saying, uh, I'll give you an example. I know how you feel um, if they lost their mom and you haven't lost your mom. And it's, so it's mm-hmm. little details like that that people pay attention to that you wouldn't think that they do while, you know, they're mm-hmm. bereaving, but they do. And so if they, you know, if you have a relationship with them and they kind of know a little bit about your background, um, they're looking at you kind of funny, like, no, I don't think you really understand. So, yeah, you just got to be careful um, in your approach. And so I've, I've mastered to be careful in my approach um, and careful with my words and choose my words carefully when I'm coaching an individual. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Good information. All right. So um, Arthur, Lisa, was there any tools or books that you use that actually help you during your journey? Oh my, the Bible. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no one needs that. <laughs> the, the, the number one. <laughs> the Bible. Um, a lot of, I, I'll tell you this. I'll share this with you. I had such a good support system. It was an honor to work for hospice. The support system I had there was awesome. We had counselors. We had a medical doctor on our team. We had um, uh, um, we had nurses. We had home health aides. We had a meeting every Wednesday. We had a pastor on our team, an assigned pastor to each team. And so even though the pastor was there for the patients, they was they were there for us as well. So we could actually go and have if we needed that meeting with that pastor, um, because, you know, we lost someone, too, even though it was someone we were caring for. Um, we could go and share our feelings. So that helped me tremendously um, to go to be able to say, OK, I can do this. I'm, you know what I mean? And not like I want to give up or this is too much. Um, Because like I said, in the beginning for me, it was challenging, but knowing that I had all those resources was awesome. Awesome. That's great. That's great. So, of course, we can't get enough (laughs) of the word of God. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. So, um, Arthur, Lisa, how can our audience connect with you and contact with you, purchase purchase your book? They can connect with me through www.simplifyinlife.com and slash shop to go and purchase my book. They can also use that same website uh, to book uh, a coaching visit. And I welcome that as well. And um, 
they, they'll find a lot of information on that site as to how to connect with me as it relates to my book and my coaching. I also wanted to say this, my book is um, presently being relaunched. I'm doing a relaunch with my book and the relaunch date is June 9th. So I have a new book cover and I have uh, some updated information inside my book from the original date. The original date that my book came out was actually uh, June 11th of last year. Okay, so it's a new edition. So it's a new edition, yes ma'am. And I'm excited about that. Um, My team over at JNS Communications um, helped me with this project. So I'm very excited for this new edition. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lisa, for being a guest on our show, taking a time out with your busy schedule for being here and sharing some of your you know, thoughts and your book with us. Oh, you are welcome. I thank you once again for having me. And once again, they can reach me at www.simplifyinlife.com slash shop to purchase my book. Awesome. Well, there you have it, everyone. We have author and uh, life grief coach, Lisa Washington. Don't you guys go anywhere. I will be coming up next with our topic of the week, wise people. Are you an author looking for exposure for your book and don't know where to start? Here's your chance. Now introducing Fab Fridays on Gem Talk Podcast. We advertise authors on our show all day, every Friday. Get on board with our favorite Authors Blast and gain new readers on a global platform. That's right, no more hassle trying to figure out where to promote your book. Just sit back and listen to your book being advertised to millions for only $99. Take advantage of this amazing opportunity for a limited time. To get started, visit www.gemlightpublishing.com or call 833-436-5483 today. Take a trip back to a time when a late night predator came out and took advantage of you. Are you having a hard time overcoming someone who has violated you? Do you feel unworthy? Are your life struggles and adversity preventing you from moving forward in your life because of domestic, physical, or sexual abuse? Hasn't your past haunted you long enough? Well, I have a book just for you. Prayers for the Prey will help you get through these dark, tumultuous times, and you can learn how to battle those flashbacks from the predators who tried to break you and prey on you. Every day, someone experiences these issues in which we scream for help, but does it seem nobody is listening or hears us? Well, not anymore. Prayers for the Prey by Erica Capri is filled with devotional, spiritual, emotional, and anointed phrases that only God can comfort you, keep you safe, and express through His love and words, power, and prayer. Pre-order your copy today of Prayers for the Prey at www.gemlightpublishing.com. Women make up 85% of victims of sexual violation crimes across the nation, yet rarely get a chance to speak up and let their voices be heard. If you could be a part of a project that would help 300 women, would you join? Here's your opportunity. You have a chance to join the Overcoming Project, exclusively focused on donating 300 of Prayers for the Prey 
The Escape Plan to Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Erica Capri Books, to nonprofit organizations nationwide, to women in domestic or sexual abuse centers or shelters. This book is designed to help women fight as a unified front to reclaim their voices so there will be no more silence, no more tears, and absolutely no more abuse. Now, there are two ways you can help support this project. One, buy one, bless one. Or two, GoFundMe donation. To get started with supporting this empowerment movement, please visit www.gemlightpublishing.com forward slash bookstore. Are you an avid reader that is stuck at home or needs a little thrill in your life? I have the answer for you. It's a series based on passion, love, lust, and deceit. A Thin Line book series gives readers the burning desire to read every page until you are fulfilled with the true emotion that will blow your mind. So are you ready to go on a roller coaster with a thin line between love and obsession and a thin line between love and fear? Do not delay. Buy a Thin Line series today at your favorite bookstore or www.gemlightpublishing.com. Writers, do you have a message that you desperately want the world to read? Is it your burning desire to get your book distributed all over the world but don't know where to start? Look no further. Gemlight Publishing is here to fulfill your needs. Become an author with us. Our staff will guide you through the entire process from professional editing, formatting, and design. You have total control from beginning to the end. And how does 100% royalties sound? Nice, right? Gemlight can have your book available online and in stores within a matter of weeks. We partner with Amazon, Walmart, and Barnes & Noble, just to name a few. So what are you waiting for? You want the spotlight? Call Gemlight. 1-833-436-5483 or 1-833-GEMLIGHT today. Often we live worrying about how others view us. Who do you see in the mirror? Is it the man in the mirror or the hidden reflection of your yearning identity? Erica Capri gives you empowerment on owning your creativity. We call it personality. And here's Erica. All right, all right. I hope so far you guys are continuing to enjoy the show. It's now time for us to get into the topic of the week, wise parenting. Whew, yes, that's a big word. <laughs> but as you know, parenting, um, it is a great privilege. It is. You know, it comes a lot of, with a lot of practicing and a lot of praying for your children, right? So with that, I want to discuss with you for a moment, you know, the basics we can use when it comes to wise parenting, you know, and I say wise because it means that for us to be alert or aware of making good judgment on something, right? So, um, a lot of failed, uh, a lot of parents fail their children by bad judgments on how they do things. You know, we have to understand that every action that we make as parents 
and our behaviors serves a part of our child's behavior. It really does. You know, um, parents are the first role model to a child and they are the first ones that are being exposed, you know, but unfortunately, um, these children are being exposed or um, having bad role models in their lives and uh, which it should be good role models, but unfortunately it's not the case. Um, we have a lot of single mothers that's um, raising young girls and young boys by themselves and um, have grandparents raising grandchildren because the mothers um, just not want to take the time out. They still want to run the streets, which is sad. Then you have a lot of children um, in situations that they're actually homeless. Um, they have no parents or no family around, and um, their their mothers or father could be sprung out with drugs. It's so many different scenarios, and some children have going through so much in their lives that they don't have to. But this is happening daily, you guys, and the outcome of most of these um, not wise parents and it could be leading to black lives as dying or being imprisoned or young girls getting molested, raped or pregnant at a young age. Homosexuality increasing more and more and every inappropriate conduct is getting praise. Things that's bad or how they should dress or how they shouldn't dress um, is being praised versus being addressed, which is crazy, but this is the truth, right? So as a mother myself, I highly respect my kids, which I get that back in return. And um, what I mean by that is I don't call my kids out of character, names out of character, um, cursing them out triggering them to anger to want to go outside of my home to find love or to get gain their heart to someone else so I respect my children in that way and as as mothers we should do that and I'm a single mother so it plays a big part as well because especially if the father's not in their lives the mother have to pick up on both roles um, not to say you, you the father, because you can never be the father. Um, but you have to take the slack and the role as the father and do things that mostly what fathers would do, um, for your children. And please, mother, please stop telling, telling your, your sons that they're the man of the house. They're not, you know, um, they're still a child. They're, they're not the man of the house. Um, if, if there's no man in the house, then there's no man of the house, right? So, um, but you do want to train your sons, um, learn how to be protective, especially if it's you and your daughter, you want to teach them those ways, but wise parenting comes with that. And you want to teach them in a perspective where when they get older, they will understand how to approach situations such as George Floyd, right? So, um, first off, um, one thing children didn't, you know, they, they didn't ask to be in this world. They didn't ask to come into this wicked world, but now that they hear and, they are here on earth. It's our job as parents to guide and protect them. 
and teach them to survive, right? Especially our young black boys. So let's talk about the solution for wise parenting. You know, what teaching your children is basically is developing self-discipline. That's wise parenting, teaching your child self-discipline. The ability that they can control one's feeling and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability that they can actually pursue what ones think is the right despite temptation to abandon. So we want to teach them, as wise parenting, teach them self-discipline. All our children need to learn self-discipline, right? Yelling, screaming, cussing them out, spoiling them with everything and not allowing them to earn is not the answer, right? So the reason being because all of our children these days are growing up with no desires, no understanding of their true destiny. And so it's either one thing, they either following the crowd or the crowd is following them which we want the crowd to follow them, right? Because we want to raise more leaders. We want them to know when to speak out and when to be silenced. We don't want to um, teach them how you speak your voice. No matter what, don't let nobody punk you or don't let nobody talk you down. You know, now it might have worked back in the day, but nowadays it's not working. So it's best to be silenced. Yes, it's okay to have a voice, but being silenced will kill anything, will kill any bullet that comes their way. Um, so if if you're if you're teaching your children to be more respectful and be silenced when when they supposed to be silenced, I I believe as a mother, a lot of children lives will be saved and a lot of adults lives black lives will be saved um if we learn to be silenced when it's time to be silenced um our race is already powerful it's already set aside for itself to be powerful so we don't have to prove to any other race that um we have a voice or we're more powerful than you or you can't take control over me um we don't have to prove that my people uh, so our race is already take, it's already have the power and control. So we can have even more control when we learn how to be silenced and when to speak and when not to speak. You, you know, I, I would never disagree with discipline, but reasonable discipline is worthwhile in the end, you know? Um, so we want to teach self-discipline. We want to teach our children that, for instance, you know, we are giving all our young teenagers or children too much access to adult entertainment environment or too much access to anything that's inappropriate for them we're giving them too much access parents and we have to wake up because if you don't wake up the world is taking over and parenting our own kids what i mean by that is the music the music that's in this industry is so powerful now that it affects the emotions, the perceptions, and the behaviors of our children's minds. The how positive they'll think or how negative they think in ways. 
it's affecting them. The music that they listen to, whether you know it or not. And we have to be careful on what music we give our children access to and what we allow them to listen to. Um, Things that they watch or play, movies or television shows that they um, look at, video games. Hey, it's rated at PG-13 for a reason. It's not just two numbers and two letters just to be there. It's rated at PG-13 for a reason. So if your child is nine years old and you're giving them a PG-13 video game or you let them watch a PG-13 movie or television, you're giving him, him or her way too much access. You have to be wise for that parenting. Don't be so willing to give, give, give. You know, make them earn for what they want. Also, you know, we allow our children um, to go out and dress any kind of way and, and don't say anything. Saggy pants, booty shorts, explicit dresses and shirts or whatever it may be. Um, teenagers as young age, we have to be careful. Don't, don't allow them to do that. You know, we have to teach them or we have to guide them on proper way to dress how to respect themselves and and value themselves and it's not that way all right and a lot of a lot of us that ones that's not in the street that's actually parenting we find in ourselves um trying to be buddy buddy with our children you know um not being the mother and father but trying to end up being their best friend oh girl this or hey boy this taking selfies and doing um, young folks videos with them and all that and that will cause a confusion with respect with your child because now at this point mentally they think you're their best friend and they could say and do and and whatever they want to around you versus having respect um as a parent when it comes to you wanting that respect you know, you allow them to engage in adult atmosphere. You know, you may be having parties or whatever it may be, um, or uh, bars or anything that that's, should be adult atmosphere. You, you allow your child to be around it. So um, you giving them too much access. You have to stop that. Um, and that comes with wise parenting. Their tone. Um, children tones these days they'll try to buffalo you and and take over if you like if you allow them you know if your child if your child has no matter what their age can't respect you with the manner with manners there's a major problem right you know I will not say that my kids will always be good kids but I can say that they have been trained with respect, how to be respectful, and they understand the correct ma- manners, right? They say, yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Excuse me if they go going to cross somebody or if they need to interrupt and they know how to say thank you. Or if they want something, can I have this or not? So all of those are manners. It's, it's no age to that. You, you teach them now, and as they get older, then they will continue to... Um, have those manners and they will learn that with any adults you know so and also they'll they'll understand when not my children understand that when not to engage to grown folks conversation um 
we um some young parents out there you have young kids and you'll be having a full-blown conversation that is adult talking conversation and you're allowing your child to get involved with it so with that being said you know how do we change our way of parenting that's a good question i'm glad you asked <laughs> so i have a few tips that i want i think that could help you um on this way and will be very helpful for you so uh, number one, you want to gain a stable relationship with your child, right? Where there's a line drawn. So you want to, you do definitely want to have a relationship with your child where you able to, where they able, they know that they could come to you and communicate to you about anything. Um, and you want it to be stable. You don't want it where sometimes you will talk to them and sometimes you don't. You, you. Um, Dr. Jekyll and, and uh, Miss Hodge, in a sense, or you bipolar, or and the children don't know where to come to you, where not to come to you. So, you want a stable relationship with your child, and also you want that line drawn so they can know when, um, when that relationship has uh, stipulations around it. So, that is one step. So, the second one is spend more quality time talking and listening and learning your child. Um, you definitely want to spend more time talking to your children, um, understanding where their mindset and what type of um, personality your child has, and, and listen to them. Learn your learn your child. Um, see what they like and, and don't like. Don't um, give them choices. Uh, you do want to give them choices for us. They're like if, you, if they go on shopping, um, let them choose what they want to wear for as if it's appropriate, right? And you kind of, it, it helps you to see what type of personality your child is, uh, you know, gonna, gonna have. Like for my daughter, she, um, she's like a girlish boy, boy, um, she, she, she likes girl stuff, but, um, she like a, she's like a boy tomboy as well. So she she wouldn't mind wearing dressy shirts. And then again, she liked the jogger pants and, and the Jordans and stuff like that. So she's um, that's her type of style. And it kind of helped me pick up on her personality for us. My son, he's 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 a whatever. He goes with the flow with it. So talking and listening and learning a child is a major thing three you want to create a godly environment that promotes empowerment and respect for adults and independency which you do um you want to have a godly environment for your children um having god in in the house um the presence of God in the house plays a big part of how the children will raise be raised up. Um, praying, um, them seeing you praying, um, reading the Bible, playing a little gospel music here and there will not hurt. Um, or any inspiration music versus all this rap, um, sex music. Um, that, that is not good for us. Um, young children getting raised in a home right so you want to make sure that um you have a godly environment that pr- help them promote them to be empowered help them to respect others and, and adults right so the, the that environment plays a big part for its model um positive social interactors teach them skills that can help um them in their future so if you have skills, anything that 
you can teach them um, help model it for them so they can understand the different skills so that's a good part and then five is work um, create a work ethic you always want to create a work ethic with your children start at any young age um, teach them how to earn money how to save money in the spirit of giving um, and that's a major part um, with our young people they need to learn how to save they need to learn how to know when to give um, and help others and they need to learn how to earn their money don't just give them give them give them give them make them earn for what they want right and the last one is number six is teach them critical thinking problem solving or relational skills that they can use always and what i mean by that is um Make your child think critical. Um, help them start solving problems. Um, so when, as they get adults and they, or they may be in a tied up situation, they learn. How, they will be very wise to know how to solve problems in a peaceful way. Um, relational skills and all this will plays a part with wise parents in. So if we teach our children this young or at the teenage age, when they get older, they will understand whatever is being taught. You know, um, just like the word of God, Proverbs 22 and 6 says, trained up a child in the way they should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. That's basically it. But for the scripture to manifest itself, we have to start training our children, right? Because so, how can we train if how can we train up a child if we're not training them? You know, God simply said in His Word that they will not go astray; they will not um, depart from your wise parenting. But the problem is we're not we're getting distracted by this world ourselves, and our children is no longer a priority. So. We as parents, we do not want to call that our child been taken from this earth because of a lack of guidance, a lack of us not training them or giving them wise parenting, right? So I hope this encourages you as young mothers or older mothers to really take the time and raise your children. Don't let the grandparents raise them. Don't let the system raise them. Don't let rap artists or famous celebrities, the streets, the clubs, steal their hearts and destroy them. Don't let that raise them. You get their heart and you keep it. And you train that child and you give them wise parenting. All right. So you should have their heart when no one else will. Right. <laughs> well, I hope this week um, bless you. So far, this is all I have for you. When you already know, until next week, what we gonna do? Let's get it. You have been listening to Erica Capri on Gem Talk, Global Empowerment Media Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show of the Triple R's. And be sure to tune in next week for our new episode. And make sure to visit us at gemlightpublishing.com.